If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. What you know about rolling down in the deep? It's the Fan Cave College Football Edition, presented by Drives and Mile High. Time to tailgate with your host, Tony Comas. Crow drives this to deep left field, and this one is gone. Three-run jack for C.J. Crow, and the Rockies are on top four to two. Well, he did exactly what you described. He was able to stay back. So it's an 81 mile an hour changeup for CJ. If you don't respect the fastball, if it's not 95, 96, 97, stay on fastball and then trust your hands. There it is, it's up. And CJ is so strong, he can just rip it out to left field. Get the ball in play. Here's CJ Crone, who's done a lot of damage tonight against the Padres. He'll swing and hit this one to right field. Backing up is David Dahl. Dahl the warning track. Dahl leaps. It is over his head, and it's gone. He hit the top of the wall and came back in. CJ Crone with his second homer of the ball game. The Rockies tack on. It's six to two. He goes to left. He goes to right. He has knocked in five of the six runs tonight. Doesn't matter how far they go, does it, Andrew? Home run's a home run, baby. A home run is a home run. Proven yesterday by the Rockies' own CJ. The Rockies' own CJ Crone. Going, going, Crone. Good opening day for the Rockies yesterday. Opening day. It is the Fan Cave. I'm Tony Comas. Having some fun here on this Friday. Your cupeth overfloweth every day here on Mile High Sports when it comes to your Broncos talk, your Nuggets, your Avs, and now the Rockies enter the chat. Uh, so we're going to bring you some Rockies talk today. Uh, we'll bring you some college talk as well. That's what we're known for here on the College Sports Edition of the Fan Cave. You know, the other guys bring you a little bit of everything. As far as Denver sports, so I like to bring you guys a, a little bit of everything else. So we'll bring you some national talk, uh, some college talk, whether it's football, whether it's basketball. We've got the final four. We're finally here, Andrew. It's finally here. MLB opening day yesterday. So to me, I love opening day. That's a national holiday. Andrew, how did you spend your opening day? Well, I uh... outside of being here. Outside of, I mean, I was watching baseball while I was here. You know, uh, it was on the, if it was either on the TV or on my computer in the background somewhere. Uh, went home, watched the Cardinals game. Even while uh, Ryan and I were cutting an episode of T- Turnbuckle Talk, had baseball on in the background. Uh, hung out with my girlfriend afterwards for a little bit. Had baseball on there too. Like just there, a constant, nonstop baseball on at all times yesterday, and that's going to be the case at least for the next three or so weeks. What a game by the uh, that Blue Jays Cardinals game was was that a lot are saying that could have been a a preview 
to to the World Series. I mean, these are you know you got a, a team in the Blue Jays out of the AL East that a lot are picking. You know, could be a World Series contender this season. They should be a World Series contender. The Cardinals, uh, you know, uh, another favorite as well. The returning they got the returning MVP out of the NL and 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 Nolan Arnato, you know, very well known here in Denver, but also guy who could have won the MVP last season as well. Uh, between Goldschmidt, Arenado, you know, they, we picked up Wilson Contreras, one of the better hitting catchers in the game uh, to replace. You know, you can't replace Yadier Molina, but you, uh, I mean, they got probably one of the best guys capable of semi-filling that spot. Uh, you know, you have a, a one of the higher-rated prospects in the game in Jordan Walker making his debut yesterday. You have Lars Newtbar, who just... Became an interna- international sensation during the WBC, becoming best friends with Shohei Otani, and introducing Japan to the uh, the pepper grinder uh, thing that just has taken off. I mean, enter before the World Baseball Classic started. I just want to get this off my chest real quick. Lars Nupar had sixty thousand followers on Instagram. After the World Baseball Classic, it's over a million. How how did how does that happen? Well, I, I'm assuming. A lot are from Japan. I'm going to guess a large majority of that is Japan, but he just became one of these easy to root for, most easily the most charismatic guy in baseball, one of at least. No, Lars uh, Nupar. about building a brand in a short time. Seriously. That's amazing. You have Lars Nupar. Yeah, this team just just, uh, top to bottom have, there's not an easy out in the lineup. And the, the pitching with the Cardinals is my chief concern. Uh, when Miles Michaelis is your day one starter, like he's a solid three, maybe a good two, but when th- your rotation is built off of good two or three guys, right, you're not gonna go deep in the playoffs most likely. Well, I, but uh, I mean, yeah, yeah, that game yesterday was wild. Uh, sad to see them take the loss, but it's only one of one sixty-two. So. Exactly. That's the beauty of baseball season is that it's day one, and you got one hundred and sixty-one left. Uh, you know, it, a lot of changes this season, and we're going to talk about that MLB opening day. It came and went, and it came and went a little bit quicker this time. Twenty-six minutes. Quick, more quickly uh, per game as opposed to last year's opening day. Uh, we'll talk about, you know, kind of thoughts on uh, the pitch clock. The games sped up a little bit. I, I, I'll i give you my thoughts on that. Andrew, I want to get your thoughts on that. The Rockies, they make their opening day debut in San Diego. What some thought would be a, a, a bloodbath for the Padres. I mean, they make some offseason moves. You get Zando, Xander Bogarts over there. <coughs> Pardon me. And, uh, <coughs> And some big moves for the Padres. A lot of high expectations. Tatis coming back in just a couple of weeks. You got Machado. You got a, a lineup that's stacked with Jay Cronenworth. And then you got the Rockies, who made, you know, uh, they made some moves in the offseason. Herman Marquez taking the mound. Um, I'm excited to see what we saw out of Marquez yesterday. You, you, what Marquez were you going to get? He's a different pitcher from, you know, is it the 2020 version of Herman Marquez who went out there and threw. Uh, a one hitter. Uh, I think he threw a no no in 2020, if I'm not mistaken, or, or it was that lost that no no and with with one out left or one out left in the ninth inning. Just an amazing campaign in that 2021 2020 season. 2021 was okay, but 2022 was just a disaster for him. Um, so who are you going to get out of uh, the Rockies and their staff? Kyle Freeland taking the bump for uh, tonight for them on the road in San Diego. We'll see C.J. Crone, a big. Big night for him. Chris Bryant, 
three knocks uh, on the day for him yesterday. So you saw Tovar hitting that nine spot. Got a, uh, I think he got a hit or two as well. So, you know, what to expect? What are the expectations there? They make history yesterday as well in a couple of different ways. C.J. Crone making, uh, uh, I think, tying a Rockies record with uh, runs batted in uh, with, um, I think, he, what do you have? What do you finish with yesterday? Five or uh, six? Yes, he, uh, he finished with five yesterday. Yeah, tying Castillo's of, of the record, six at that point in the game when he hit his fifth. Yeah, no, he had five uh, five RBIs yesterday uh, to go along with two home runs. You know, C.J. Crone is a guy who vastly underrated as one of the better first basemen in the National League. Should have been an all-star last year. Can't remember if he actually he was. ended up making the team. Yeah. Uh, no, he's wildly underrated. And, I mean, the Rockies are the kind of the perfect organization for a guy like C.J. Crone. And to your point with Herman Marquez, you know, this was a guy who was, a, who was the team's lone all-star in 2021, when the All Star Game was here, and I mean, and that was kind deservedly of deservedly so because he was really good in 2021. The first half, the second half was more like last year. Yeah, but 2021 was great. If you can get 2021 first half, Herman Marquez, I mean, you've got yourself a true ace, at least a, a really good number two. And but if you get you know closer to last year's, then it's probably going to be a long season for the Rockies. Uh, Chris Bryant, good to see him uh, kind of get off the schneid in game one. You know, a guy who I still think has a decent amount of upside. Should have been in ESPN's top 100, but I'm never going to take ESPN's word for any kind of weight when it comes to baseball. They had Bryce Harper as the 46th best player in baseball on that top 100, and I get it. He's going to be out for the first half of the season, but 46, no. ESPN doesn't know ball. I, I have to uh, agree with you there wholeheartedly. Uh, we're going to be speaking with Kevin Lytle from the Colorado CSU as their spring football underway. I think they started on Tuesday, if I'm not mistaken, after a little s- snow delay on uh, on Monday, Tuesday, what they had. So we're going to get with him, talk some Rams spring football, get an update there. They got some position battles going on there at linebacker, some things going on at offensive line. So we'll get some insight from him. Coach Prime, I, 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 I ran across an article. Uh, which was I thought was pretty interesting, which came across a little bit of insight into some of these coaching contracts and really kind of dove into some of the little nuances and and perks that uh, specifically towards uh, really focused on what Coach Deion Sanders, what Coach Prime has inside his contract. So we'll, we'll, we'll kind of I thought it was interesting. So I want to share that with you guys and get your thoughts. But also, you know, the question of the day. What are your thoughts on uh, the the pitch clock, the faster games for MLB? Is it, you know, we're really, obviously, it, it's very early into this, but I want to get some knee-jerk, you know, your reaction to it. What are your initial thoughts to that? 303-831-1340 is the talk text line. Either shoot us a text, let us know your thoughts. We'll read them on air. Make sure you let us know who you are or give us a call. We'll put you on the air. And we can kind of go back and forth with that. That's what this show is all about. It's about the fan engagement. Also, March Madness reaches the final four. Saturday at 4 o'clock. Tomorrow, that's when it starts. Mountain time. you got FAU taking on uh, SDSU, San Diego State, from the Mountain West. So it's a Conference USA matchup, Andrew, versus a Mountain West matchup. You've got the next game, Hurricanes from Miami. Taking on, and this is, if you're going to say this is the blue blood matchup, I guess you kind of have to say this is it. 
Um, and I use that, I guess, kind of tongue in cheek. Although if I'm going to make an argument of, I guess, I wouldn't say blue blood. I guess I would have to say light blue blood for UConn because, I mean, they are a basketball school. You know, that's what UConn is. And then they're taking on Miami, who they were, they are in the ACC, which, I, you know, the ACC is a power basketball conference. You can't take that away from them. And UConn is an interesting uh an interesting school to talk about when it comes to kind of what's gone on with them over the last three, four, five seasons or five years conference wise, because this is a school that was in the big East moved to the American conference because they do have, they do have a football program technically, but we'll talk about a little bit more about that too. And how that journey went, you know, back to the big East independence for football and, and kind of how really college football and everyone else, and especially those in the American Conference, kind of laughed at them when they made that move. But what a smart move for UConn now. Now look who's laughing as the Huskies are in the Final Four. Hey, don't go anywhere because when we come back, we're going to be talking with Kevin Lytle from the Colorado, talking all things Ram football, spring football. That's what time it is. It is the Fan Cave. Right here, proudly presented by our friends over at Drives and Mile High and our good friends over at Three Margaritas, Broomfield, and Westminster. I'm Tony Comas, alongside me, Andrew Detmer. It is the Fan Cave, 98-1, HD3. Welcome back to the Fan Cave. Tony Comas here. And we are in quarter number two. It's Friday. We're with you every Monday through Friday from 1 to 2 o'clock. I am excited. Big show. Uh, MLB opening day was yesterday. And it's the time of year. It is spring. Spring football. You know what that means. It's, it is it is a 12-month sport with recruiting cycles, with spring football, with summer workouts, with fall camp, with bowl season, with NIL, with transfer portals. It doesn't seem to stop. And you know what that means. That means Kevin Lytle doesn't stop. We're bringing in Kevin Lytle, bringing you all things CSU Rams. Kevin from the Colorado. How are you, buddy? I'm doing good. You you pretty much nailed that right there. Non-stop is right. And I didn't even get into basketball. I didn't even talk about hoops, Kevin. <laughs> exactly. One thing into another, but, but it's fun. It's all good stuff. Hey, you bring the best to us. We greatly appreciate it. Hey, before we get into um, some, some spring football, I, I, I thought about you this morning because I, I ran across an article about Barca talking about potentially transfers and the name Messi coming up, and I and I know you're you're somewhat of a soccer fan, or you are a soccer fan. What, what you know? How did this international break treat you? I mean, were you were you were you into it, or were you kind of gnawing your fingernails? What? How was Kevin Lytle handling this? Yeah, I was able to watch a, a few of the international games. I uh, saw the U.S. play, but you know, the the first international window after a World Cup, yeah, you know, not gonna lie, is kind of lame or a letdown it's not quite as exciting 
Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm eager for club play to get back going this weekend for sure. I'm with you too, man. All right. So speaking of eager, a lot of people out there gnawing at the bit for some football up in Fort Collins. Uh, you put a piece out there, a couple pieces this week. The first one that I came across, I thought was fantastic. Quick, quick read to the point, And it's awesome. It's quick 60 seconds. All you need to know about CSU and football in the spring. Can you tell the readers a little bit about this? Key players, positions to watch, what kind of battles? I mean, some some of these positions are already locked down, right? Yeah, exactly. I think a few of the key things, you know, one just for CSU football fans is practices are completely open and, and anyone can go and watch. So I think that's kind of cool that fans can kind of go get a, a up-close look at their team, uh, which is a pretty neat thing that is pretty rare in college football. Uh, but yeah, as far as positions, a lot is pretty settled in for this team. A lot of um, the position groups are back from last year. So really the two big ones are offensive line. They needed to rebuild that line and they have a bunch of transfers in um, who will be a big part of that. And then linebacker, they graduated their two main linebackers. They have a couple guys uh, that played a, a decent bit. Both Colorado kids, Drew Kulik, who played at uh, Regis and uh, uh, Chase Wilson, who played at Ralston Valley. So those two guys will probably lock down those linebacker spots, I'm guessing. So a little Colorado flavor there right in the middle of the defense. So let's talk a little bit about Clay Clay Mullen and what, uh, you know, it's Mullen, he's second year under center, um, came over with Coach Jay Norvell from Nevada. Uh, the The offense last year flashes of of what it's supposed to look like what what are you hearing what are you seeing you know as far as kind of how that is progressing so far and from an install standpoint you know how much was actually open to him last season versus what does that what do you think that's going to look like this year yeah he uh millen started as a redshirt freshman last year him and both coach jay norvell were pretty blunt this week you know after the first day of practice saying, you know, basically, hey, time to, you know, grow up, so to speak, not from an immaturity standpoint, just performance of, you know, you made your freshman mistakes last year, you know, time to stop those. Clay Millen said the same thing. He goes, hey, I I played 12 games, saw a lot, well, not 12, he had some injuries, so like 10, I think, but saw a lot of different things, you know, need to eliminate, you know, freshman mistakes. And I think the main ones for him, he didn't throw me too many picks. He actually led FBS in completion percentage, but I think one of the main things he did is he held the ball too long, probably didn't take some risks that, that should have been taken, was maybe overly cautious. So I think some of those are the main things that they're looking to clean up, uh, and that will obviously improve the offense. You know, the offensive line was a huge problem, and that was probably part of why he was overly cautious, because he was uh, you know, wary of the big dudes coming in and hitting him all the time. Uh, so, so I think all those things go together and are sort of the main things that this offense and, and Millen specifically are looking to clean up this year. How is the the relationship between uh, Millen and Matt Mummy uh, as far as, you know, kind yeah. of that one-on-one there? I mean, that is definitely, uh, you know, it's almost a marriage, you want to say. You know, that's kind of cliche, but those guys spend so much time together, you know, Matt Mummy. You know, in a lot of ways, is one of the creators of this offense. His dad, Hal, was one of the creators of, you know, the air raid. You know, along with Mike Leach, they worked together. 
So, yeah, he is very closely tied in with the offense and therefore tied in with the quarterback. And they seem to work really well together, get along well together. It's a young quarterback room. Um, all the QBs are, uh, you know, well, I guess Millen's the old guy with as a redshirt sophomore. Everyone else are, are either redshirt freshmen or freshmen. So um, it's a young group, but they seem to get along well. And Millen and Mummy, you can see them during practice. They're always, you know, uh, after, you know, sequence of plays or whatever, sitting there and, you know, you see the hand signals and everything discussing, you know, hey, you know, I did this or should I have done that? You know, that type of thing. So they constant communication is probably the best way to put it. We're speaking with Kevin Lytle from the Colorado and he covers all things CSU Rams, whether it's football hoops, uh, anything it's uh, it's CSU related. Uh, you know, here's a question I was thinking about too, Kevin. CSU has a rich history, uh, especially, you know, at the tight end position, uh, a lot of big names, a lot of movement uh, from, from to the next level. Coach Finley, you know, has that, uh, that tight ends designation. How does that fit in with, the offense and, and where do you see that uh, as far as kind of progression wise moving into uh, the season and where, do, where are these next next set of tight ends going to be fitting in there with them? Yeah, that's a super question. I was uh, kind of eyeing those guys uh, in practice yesterday because they have a new group there. Uh, it's different than, you know, obviously like the offense Trey McBride is, you know, that their tight ends aren't, you know, built to be, you know, big in the trench blockers, their pass catchers, as you would expect in air raid. Uh, but I think they have some good ones in now. They brought in Dolan Holker, a BYU transfer who looks like he's going to, I expect he'll start and have a really big role in this offense. And then they have two different guys, uh, Vince Brown and Jordan Williams. Both are like six, seven, six, eight guys that uh, you can just envision in the red zone, throw them some jump balls and see what happens. So I think they have some pretty dangerous pass catchers now from that tight end position uh, that can, again, like I was saying earlier, help open up the offense, get some of that intermediate passing game so it's not all either very short or very long passes. So those tight ends are going to be very, very important this year. And Jay Norvell has had success. Um, He had a guy, Cole Turner, at Nevada that was a draft pick, I believe, of Washington, um, in Norvell's last year in Nevada. So he, he has produced pass-catching tight ends, and, and I think they have a group now that can do that. Chris Vanini of The Athletic put out a piece uh, a week or two ago ranking college football's group of five coaches. And there's a couple uh, from the Mountain West that made that top 15 list. The highest ranked coach there really kind of didn't take me by surprise, but Troy Calhoun of Air Force. Yeah. Uh, coming into 2023, that's what this list is based on. Uh, another one from the Mountain West was, um, gosh, who was it? It was uh, Fresno State's uh, Jeff Fresno, Tedford. Yeah, I think so. Yep. Yeah, Jeff Tedford. And then the third from the Mountain West, uh, Craig Bull uh, out of Wyoming. Yep. I, I kind of wanted to bounce that off of you. And and the, any surprises there? And, and may, anyone left off? And, and are you surprised? Uh Norvell was kind of put in the also receiving votes list. Yeah, right. Yeah, I think it made sense. I mean, it's hard to argue Calhoun with the consistent success they have down at Air Force. Uh, you know, and obviously it's a unique situation there with a, a service academy. And then, yeah, uh, you know, Tedford at Fresno is kind of interesting. You know, he just came back after a few years away. So I, you know, part of me wants to sort of put pause on that and, and see how he does in the second tenure. But he was very good in his first one, so I get you know he gets a bit of a doubt there. 
bowl is the fascinating one. Wyoming fans, I think, are kind of frustrated with Wyoming. Um, it's one of those they they have moderate success every year. You know, they're almost always you know seven and six or so. Mm-hmm. And so it's one of those, you know, that's pretty solid, especially, you know, Wyoming's kind of a tough place to win. But when you have that much moderate success, your fans obviously always want more. And so there's a little bit of like, well, okay, why can't we go in eight, nine, ten games, you know, if we're, if we're at seven, we need to take that leap. Um, so I think Bull does a great job. It is kind of funky how perception alters these things. And then I think Norbell will be on that list. I mean, his turnaround in Nevada was very impressive. Obviously, last year at CSU was kind of ugly, but again, it was a, a total ground-up rebuild. So his history suggests that he'll get this going, and, and once he does, I think he'll get in you know, to future editions of those rankings, but I can understand why he wouldn't be right now after a 3-9 and nine season last year. You know, and I'll, I'll uh, first, thanks for that. And, and my last question before we take off here is, I've been following a lot with the all the rumor mills and everything. Kevin, I think we've talked about this in the past, but with the Pac-12, you know, they're they're still not able to Kleikoff, not able to to nail down a TV deal. Mm-hmm. What's going on with that? Now they're talking about, uh, you know, their their partnerships potential with Apple, and and then you got the Big Twelve just nailing down your mark, just crushing it down there with their TV deal done, and now he's talking about a digital rights deal that's uh, already been done uh, and potential move movement and realignment with the four corner school. What does that mean? Gloria Navarez, the new commissioner with the mountain West, she has kind of stepped in just over the last couple of months into a, um, kind of a, a, a nefarious position where there's a lot of moving parts. Have you heard anything from, you know, the Mountain West Conference itself and and kind of what, how they're positioning themselves for potentially the unknown of, of the next six to 12 months? Yeah, you're right. It is a fascinating time to be any commissioner, but especially stepping in the new conference. You know, Gloria is stepping in at a time when she's probably about to lose one of the flagships in San Diego State. It sure looks like the Aztecs are heading to the Pac-12. Obviously, a Final Four run does not hurt their bid there. Um, but yeah, she she's talked about, in general terms, of course, no one's going to be too specific, but having all options open and being ready to you know, pivot and add and change as needed. I'm sure the Mountain West probably has, you know, if A happens, options, you know, B and C are good ones. If B happens, we'll look at options E and F and, you know, things like that. They probably have a hundred different permutations of what they might do. Kevin, you but have to look at Montana, Montana State, North Dakota, North Dakota State, South Dakota, South Dakota. I mean, these are, these are, they are brands, right? To me, North Dakota State is the fascinating one. They want out of FCS football. They've spent the money. You, know, you see their attendance is declining. Basically, their fans are bored of always winning at that level, which, man, <laughs> that tells you how good they've been. You know, do they add enough? I I think maybe yes, but, and, you know, and, and another question is, would you add them football only or all sports? You would imagine the school would want to go all sports. You don't like splitting up like that. But for the Mountain West, sure, football would definitely help the brand. But, you know, do you want to be sending your teams up there for volleyball matches and things like that? Those are some of the big questions because out in this, you know, sort of Western region, I'm not sure there aren't a lot of slam dunk, uh, you know, schools to add. So it's, it's a big question and fascinating, fascinating time. Certainly, if I knew the answers, um, 
I would be in a job where I was making a lot more money. <laughs> well, thank you, Kevin. We appreciate you. Uh, you can follow Kevin on Twitter at Kevin underscore Lytle. That's L-Y-T-L-E. And follow him at the Coloradan, coloradan.com. Kevin, thank you for everything you do. And thank you for being a contributor here on uh, on the regular for the Fan Cave. Hey, have a great weekend, man. Catch some early games tomorrow. They're, they, you know, the kickoff is at 530 a.m. You know it. Thanks for having me. All right, buddy. Take care. That was Kevin Lytle from the Colorado covering all things CSU, CSU Rams. Don't go anywhere when we come back. Got a little insight on uh, you want to hear some going from Fort Collins over to Boulder. Going to talk a little bit about uh, behind Coach Prime, inside the contract. A good little article there. Another one by uh, by Chris Vanini from The Athletic. I, I, I want to get inside that. And then we've got some Final Four talk. FAU versus, we were just talking about them. San Diego State University from the Mountain West. How long will they be with the Mountain West? Who knows? Maybe maybe a future Pac-12 school. Miami and UConn as well. It is the Fan Cave only here, right here on Mile High Sports 98.1, 107.5, HD3. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. It's the Fan Cave College Football Edition, presented by Drives and Mile High. Time to tailgate with your host, Tony Comas. Give me a hell yeah. Hell yeah. Welcome back, Fan Cave. I'm Tony Comas. Andrew Detmer, producer extraordinaire, with you here on a Friday, talking all things sports, whether it's college we just talked to Kevin Lytle, some CSU Ram talk there. Good stuff. Always like getting what's going on. Spring football in full force. I think it's, is it spring break over at, uh, in Boulder? I think it is. I think it's spring break this week. Oh, next week, next Friday, we are, I'm waiting on 100% confirmation, but a uh, big guest hopefully lined up um, in coming out of Folsom. So, I'm not like somebody that believes in jinxes, so we're trying to line up. I'm, I'm working with the SID over there for football and uh, might have coach. I'm feeling good about it, but coach Sean Lewis, um, offensive coordinator, came over from Kent State. Coach Prime's first hire uh, when he came over here uh, to be the head coach. And, and speaking of coach Prime, so Andrew, coach Prime signed his deal. You know, he's making over like five mil 
a year. I think it's like five, five point five, somewhere around there in the contract. And, you know, coaches, you know, they have all these contracts. Usually some of the things that you think about are, you know, the salaries. And then, of course, there's buyouts involved. A lot of these buyouts are are somewhat, you know, cumulative of X amount of years of salary. You know, if they get fired or or sometimes extenuating circumstances and things like that. But there, there's there could be a lot more that goes into these buyouts. And Chris Vanini of The Athletic dug into it and he obtained like a bunch of different contracts from a def, uh, these public schools. So you these coaches contracts, as long as they're at, if they're at a public school institution, then it's public record. So looking in one of them that he dug into was Coach Prime's uh, contract. And there was some some interesting stuff in here that were were kind of added to the contract as, you know, some perks and whatnot. So, you know, Coach Prime is a brand, right? Deion Sanders is a brand in himself. And, you know, that brand he has built over decades. So that is something that Coach Prime wanted to make sure was protected for himself. Now, Coach Prime is not a Nike guy. Coach Prime, I believe, is an Under Armour guy. But CU is a Nike school. So that was something that had to be nailed down. And the contract. And so in the contract, so that there was no conflict, the university had to make sure that it's spelled out, that it was aware of Coach's existing sponsorship and endorsement deals, and to the extent of any of those deals may have been a conflict here under, the existent is not deemed a conflict. So during the term of this agreement, as long as the above-described existing sponsorship and endorsement deals are deemed not to conflict with the university's sponsorship and endorsement deals, Coach can have the right to renew or extend the existing deals without restriction. But, but, Coach cannot, like, tape over or hide the Nike swoosh. Nike cannot do that. Now, here's a story. It's similar to this. So, back when I was in Orlando and covering UCF, so there was a player, a player there by the name of Marcus Jordan. Andrew, does the last name sound familiar? Uh, a few different places, yeah. Yeah. So Marcus Jordan, the son of Michael Jordan. Yes, the Michael Jordan. His son, Marcus Jordan, played basketball under uh, for Coach Donnie Jones, who's a head coach at, at, for the men's basketball team at UCF at the time. This was back in like 2000. I think he played there from 2007 to 2009 or 2010, right around there. Well, UCF at the time was an Adidas school and Marcus obviously not going to wear Adidas shoes. So Marcus would have to tape over his Jordan uh, brand shoes and, and his Nikes. Well, Marcus decided not to do that anymore and decided to wear the Jordan shoes, the Nike shoes. Well, what ended up happening with that was that then spiraled into Adidas canceling the contract with the university, the athletic department completely. And it wasn't a huge deal just because UCF, the brand wasn't as big as it is now, as far as from an athletic department standpoint, you know, they're not, they weren't big 12. This was back when they were in, I want to say back then they were in the, there wasn't even the American, this was conference USA days. So they ended up canceling their $3 million a year athletic sponsorship with uh, the university Adidas did 
And all that did was open up conversations. The athletic the director at the time was Keith Tribble. And all of a sudden, guess who came knocking? Marcus Jordan. When your dad is Michael Jordan, it's pretty easy to open up a conversation with Nike. So that opened up the conversation with Nike. Next, all of a sudden, UCF is a Nike school. So that worked out for the best for UCF. But here, that's not going to change, obviously, here. Nike is, when it comes to the brand, Nike is the epitome for college sports. So Coach Prime, I think that worked out for both of them. And then Coach Prime, with his own, he has his own brand. It's the Coach Prime logo. And then, so that's being protected as well. And that's not the only thing that Coach Prime has in his contract. Coach Prime, in his contract, gets two courtesy SUVs or a $1,200 a month supplemental salary. So he's getting himself a couple rides. And I believe those rides are BMWs, if I'm not mistaken. I heard that from a little birdie. There's other, uh, other that, that, and it's not just him. Kevin, I think Kenny Dillingham from Arizona State, Luke Fickle at Wisconsin, Barry Odom, UNLV, he gets those. But they, they, they ain't Coach Primes. You know where to find him. Coach Primes, that's the most valuable car perk out of all of those guys. And, and that even his contract, Coach Prime, even has a section about catchphrases. Not something most coaches have. So his contract Coach Prime has a lot of intellectual property. So per the contract, Sanders keeps the rights to his trademarks, logos, copyrights, and catchphrases. So you know where to find me. I ain't hard to find. That is Coach Prime's. See, you can't use that. That's his. And they'll work together to develop a mutually agreeable revenue share. And then there's a the money. Yeah, it's 5.5 in 2023. The buyout for him to get out of the deal starts at $15 million this year, drops to $10 million in 2024, and goes down from there. So, the longer he stays, the less the buyout. Now, here's one. A country club. Coach Prime has a membership to a country club. I don't know which one. I'm sure there's really nice country clubs up there in Boulder. Or he can get reimbursed for the club dues. So, that's pretty nice. That's a nice perk, right, Andrew? I'd, I'd like, do you have a, does Mahai pay for your country club membership? Oh, what country club membership? <laughs> There's a public pool pretty close to my house. So I guess that's a, that's a perk. Okay. That's good. That'll work. If Sanders determines that he can effectively promote the university and depart the university and the athletic department without joining a country club, then he's not required to join the country club, but will not receive this allowance during the time that he is not a member of the club coach. Of course, he'll get some tickets he will get docked if there's NCAA violations. And of course, Coach Prime cannot bet on CU. <laughs> um, so I thought that that, that 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 was pretty interesting. Now, let's talk about some other odds and ends. Uh, Andrew, Nebraska, let's not leave the Cornhuskers out of this. And Matt Rule, he's another one who stepped into a new role. Rule and his new role. Now, Matt Rule. As one of his perks in his contract, he gets 50 hours of private flight time for personal use in a private jet. And that's on top of his 5.5 million, but his increase is up to 12.5 million in salary per year or, or up to the contract end. Luke Fickle gets a stipend of $125,000 annual 
Lee in travel and entertainment fringe benefits. Now that's that's a nice little slush fund, would you say? 125k. I yeah. That's I'm jealous. Fickle's contract states that the team medical decisions are left up to the medical and training staff and Coach Prime's contract says physical exercise cannot be used as punishment. So he cannot use physical exercise as punishment against the team. So I thought that that was kind of interesting stuff. Nearly every coach that was um, in their contracts received relocation expenses ranging from $30,000 to $50,000 as well. Not bad. Now, a guy that we were all over for the CU job, a former CU buff, Ryan Walters, who ended up over at Purdue, he has bowl bonuses depending on the game. So outside of the college football playoff, Ryan Walters would get 20% of his base salary for a Rose Bowl berth, 18% for any other New Year's Six game, 12% for a Citrus, Music City Bowl, blah, 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 blah. Walters and Coach Fickle have a force majeure clauses in case of a major event life happening, like another pandemic. So they even thought of that. I love it. Incredible. So that is the nuances and what you didn't know about Coach Prime and a lot of these head coaches' contracts. So it's not just a salary. It's not just a buyout. We're talking country clubs. We're talking copyrights. We're talking uh, catchphrases. We're talking private jets. It's, you know, so next time you're talking with your buddy over a beer and you're watching March Madness this weekend or you're watching a football game in college and you're bit, you're moaning about, <laughs> yeah, almost had to reach for that button there. Or actually, I don't know if you could say that or not, but if you have to guess, if you have to think about it, you press the button. If you're moaning about NIL or the transfer portal, think about that. It's a fan cave. Don't go anywhere. We come back. We got some Final Four Madness, a little bit more MLB. 981-1075-FANCAVE-MILE-HIGH-SPORT. Welcome back to the Fan Cave, presented by Drives at Mile High on Mile High Sports. Welcome back to the Fan Cave Friday edition. I'm Tony Comas, Andrew Demmer behind the glass. Hey, listen, I wanted to also uh, send out a special thank you. John Cronenberg, who's uh, with me all season long um, and then through this spring, has made some decisions and have taken him away from uh, the Fan Cave. We wish him the best of luck in everything that he's going to be doing moving forward. Loved doing the show with him and wish him, like I said, best of luck moving forward. So, John, thank you for everything you've contributed and uh, best of luck once again. I said it three times and uh, everything that you do. Andrew? Uh, yeah, uh, just real quick on that. Uh, it was a pleasure to get to know John, uh, work with John. Uh, the show is definitely going to take a, a hit. But uh, the show must go on. Got to step and here it up. We are. Big shoes to fill. Hey, um, speaking of big shoes to fill, this there's a lot of uh, you know you got the final four this weekend. You know everybody. I'm all talked out about you know the surprises and everything like that 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 are of this um, this final four. Listen, a lot of first. So 
last year you had a Final Four. It was the Blue Blood Final Four. You had Duke. You had Kansas. Uh, you had North Carolina. You had Villanova. You know, you had the names as far as the head coaches. This year, it's not. It's different. And, and you know, to me, I ask myself kind of the why behind that. You know, everyone's like, well, is it NIL? Is it the transfer portal? You know, what what is it that has brought a five, a four, another five, a nine seed in here. You've got Conference USA. You've got the Mountain West. You've got the Big East. You've got uh, the eight. You know, you do have an ACC representative in there, but it's not Duke. It's not Virginia. It's not Carolina. It's the Miami Hurricanes. It's Jim Laranaga. Last time he was in the Final Four, uh, it was I think it was George Mason. You know, the last time you did not have a team higher than a three seed in the final four was 1979. I'm aging myself. I was three years old at the time. Walking around in diapers, man. They didn't even have pull-ups then. No team. This season has been so unique. Like this this season, we saw a team go from unranked to number one faster than in the country, faster than any other team has ever done in college basketball, and that was Purdue. And then on the opposite end of the spectrum, we saw a team go from number one to unranked faster than any team has ever done in the history of college basketball, and that was Carolina, UNC. Dissipated, evaporated, and they didn't even make the tournament. And they could have gone to the NIT, and they said, no thanks. Can't do it. We're not going to do it. Parody. You see that in the NFL, and you're seeing it this year in the NCAA tournament. FAU, a team led by Dusty May. Dusty May. When I hear Dusty May, I don't think of the head men's basketball coach at Florida Atlantic University. I think of one of the, I think of him being played by Steve Martin in the movie Three Amigos. He's a character in the movie, The Three Amigos. Dusty May and FAU, what a job they have done. And this isn't a team that was put together by NIL or the transfer portal. A lot of people think that that's how they got there. They didn't. This is a team that can come back next season because they are a team that's been together for a season or two. And they are sophomores and juniors. And they are benefiting from that extra COVID year as well. This is a team that plays basketball. This is a team that leads the nation and wins 35 and three. And I heard actually Jim Beheim earlier today. He was on Sirius XM talking about, oh, this is a team that if they didn't win Conference USA, they wouldn't be in the tournament. And he was talking about wanting to expand the tournament. Now, Jim Beheim, obviously a Hall of Fame coach and one of the greatest out there. But I have to completely disagree with what Jim Beheim is saying here. But they got SDSU. With Brian Dutcher, a Mountain West team that has win wins by playing defense, completely shut down Alabama. And this is a team that defense, if it wins championships, this is the team that's going to do it. You got Miami led by Jim Laranaga on the other side to play small ball. You got a UConn team that really is a four seed playing like a one seed. Best team right now with a 29 and 8 record, but they're playing like they are the 35 and 3 team. They're playing like they're a 38-0 team. By far, the odds on favorite, according to Vegas, to win it all. Two great games. 
for tomorrow. So picks for the final four coming out of this. If you're going with defense wins championships, San Diego State. If you're going with heart, destiny, you're my density. You got to go with FAU. You got to go with Dusty May and the three amigos. And on the other side of the bracket, Jim Laranega. Experience. But can you go against a Hurley? Can you go against Dan Hurley, the gruff, one of the Hurley brothers, and UConn? I don't know. But Laranega, no one thought they would beat Texas. And he did. Completely shutting them down without hitting a three-pointer in the second half. I'm going Miami. I'm going FAU. All South Florida championship. Hey, speaking of champions, you got two of them coming right up with Sean Drotar, Sandy Clough. Don't go anywhere. Thank you for tuning in. I'm sandwiched between Gil Whiteley and Sean and Sandy. I love it. I couldn't be in a better spot. Talk about amazing sex sandwich. I'm Tony Comas, the Fan Cave. Hey, you can find us here Monday through Friday. Andrew, thank you, buddy. I appreciate you. Always. 98 1, 107.5, Mile High Sports. Well, I'm feeling kind of funky. I said, honky, straight going down.